You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Doug Robbins. Well, good morning. I want to thank Carlos Maestas, who last week brought an excellent message and reminded us of that great truth that no matter what we're going through, we can count on the fact that Christ is constant through all the difficulties and issues that we face in our lives. And as somebody just mentioned, today we're starting a new teaching series called Whispers. Whispers. And I remember a time in my life in which I needed a whisper from God, some direction for uh, my life. At that time in my life, I was out of the ministry. I was working in a great marketplace job. I was making more money than I had ever made at that point in my life. My family was going well. Everything was good. But when I read through the biblical story of Elijah, the story about God whispering to the prophet, God whispered to me through that story. More on that in just a bit. But let me give you a brief definition of what a whisper from God is. These are gentle, creative, intimate communications from God. And why is it that you think God speaks to people through whispers? Well, certainly whispers are kind of a gentle way of communicating, but also when someone gives a whisper, it kind of makes us pay attention, doesn't it? Some of you are drifting off, you know, and you're thinking about Chile later on, and when I whisper, it's like you tune back in, you're like, what's going on? But another thing about whispers is that uh, it, it's designed to draw us close. So some of you have uh, fallen in love and no doubt spoken whispers, sweet nothings in someone's ear. I love it when my lady whispers in my ear. It's like romantic, you know what I'm saying? Uh, love when that happens, but one of the reasons I believe that God whispers is that when someone whispers, it's designed to draw us close. You have to come closer to hear it. And could it be that God cares so much about you that he wants to draw you closer through his whispers? Now, if you can learn uh, to hear the whispers of God, it'll affect every facet of your life. It'll affect your career in the direction that you go. It'll affect your marriage relationship and how you deal with family issues. It will uh, help you discern how to rightly minister and serve other people. Um, so whispers are certainly significant. And making decisions based on a whisper from God is way more effective than just making decisions based on mere emotions or based on conventional wisdom. You know, some people kind of bounce around life like a pinball, just doing whatever feels right in the moment. And oftentimes, later on in the game, we find out that our emotions betrayed us. And some of us uh, bounce around life just responding to the conventional wisdom of people around us and, you know, uh, platitudes and internet memes and the like. But there's actually not as much wisdom in those as what those memes would indicate. And so what if we became a tribe who learned to hear the whispers of God for the direction in our lives? Can you imagine the ripple effect and the supernatural and spiritual ramifications of a group of us, our tribe at City Church, moving, making decisions based on not just emotions, but on the whispers of God. And so I'd like us to make this declaration throughout this series, and it's simply this. Hear whispers and have the guts to respond. So I'm going to say the first half of that series declaration. I want you to help me finish it out loud together. You ready? Hear whispers and have the guts to respond. Because God doesn't whisper to you and I just to hear himself talk, does he? 
He wants us to move and take action on the things that he said. And here are the upcoming weeks. I want to show you this series. This week we're talking about how God whispers through people. Then the next week we'll look at how God whispers to us through what's called promptings. And then he speaks to us through pain. Then as we get into March, we're going to see that God speaks to us through our desires, doors, and dreams. So each week we'll cover a different one of these. So here it is again. God whispers through people, promptings, and pain, desires, doors, and dreams. And I got this language from Mark Batterson in his book entitled Whisper. And I've read a lot of books over the years on how God speaks to us today, and I feel like this is a great resource that I want to recommend to you that really compiles a lot of knowledge from a number of different sources around and puts it into one uh, excellent book. Now, you know that I'm far too opinionated to just teach through someone's book, so you'll be disappointed if you think I'm just going to teach through everything in that book. Uh, but hopefully, if you read it, it'll help you in hearing those whispers from God. Now, where in the Bible did this whisper concept come from? Well, it's the story of Elijah, who was running from the evil queen Jezebel, who sent her henchmen to kill Elijah. So he's running, and he ran to a mountain. And I brought a picture of this Mount Horeb. Now, a lot of scholars believe that Mount Horeb and Sinai are actually the same mountain. And before we can actually read about Elijah's story of hearing the whisper from God, we have to do a little background work and talk about what else happened on that mountain, because Elijah's not the only one that's been spoken to on that mountain. But Moses was spoken to by God on the same mountain when he received the Ten Commandments there. And the people during this event, they stood back from the mountain as Moses went up that mountain to receive those tablets, those Ten Commandments, and to hear from God. And they could see like lightning and smoke, and they could hear the rumblings and the thunder there of the presence of God. And they yelled out to Moses, please don't let God speak or we'll die. And these people understood the significance of the voice of God and the presence of God. And some of you who are what we call our spiritual investigators, you're just trying to figure out if God is legit or even there. Well, some of you think, if I could just hear God speak to me in an audible voice, or if I could just seem physically, then I would believe. But I don't know if that's such a good idea. Because our physical bodies are not able to handle the direct presence of God right now in all of his power and glory, we would be consumed. We think it would be bad if we were just right up in front of the sun. But being in front of the God who made the sun and all the universe is an intense experience. And that's why when Moses went up the mountain, God hid Moses between the cleft of a rock and put his hand over him and then passed by. And Moses was only able to get a glimpse of the backside of God, else he would have been consumed. And even that small glimpse of God's backside made Moses glow so he could be called Glozus, right? And he comes down in front of the people there. So with that in mind, that background, go with me to the mountain again. As Elijah goes up, he's running from Jezebel and her henchmen. Look at 1 Kings 19.11. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And Isaiah, as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle what? Whisper. Then Elijah heard it. He wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Now, I can imagine Elijah's thinking to himself, God's telling me, go back the way you came. And I don't think that's a very good idea because it's like uh, Jezebel and her henchmen, they hate me. They want to kill me. I mean, it's like Kim Kardashian and her thug bouncers are back there waiting on me, trying to kill me. Do I really want to go back there? But God says, anyway, go back the way you came. Now, change channels in your mind just for a minute back to my story. I was asking God the question, do you want me to go back into the ministry? I mean, God, my life is going really well right now. I got a great job, making more money. Family's good. Life is good. I can just work. I can go to church. Everything is good. Well, when I read this story about Elijah, the words popped off the page to me, go back the way you came. Go back the way you came. It was an unusual word to me. It really stuck out and landed in my soul. I'll tell you more about that in just a minute, but as we look at the scriptures today, we're gonna see that God whispers through people to other people. You look at the Old Testament, the Bible, and you'll see God speaking to people through other people, like God spoke through Moses. He spoke through Elijah, through Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ruth, and Esther, all people to the Jewish people they were speaking the message of God. The same is true in the New Testament of the Bible. God spoke through people to other people. He spoke through a guy named Ananias to Paul. He spoke through Paul to Timothy. And then Peter tells us this similar concept as we look in his book in 1 Peter chapter 4, look at verse 11. It says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very, what, words of God. That's a pretty big statement, isn't it? Is that when a person, if anyone speaks, you should speak as if it's the very words of God. That's amazing to me. Now, I want to give you this brief disclaimer as we think about as humans being able to speak words for God, that the final authority is the word of God, the Bible, Um, So we have to evaluate every whisper that a person gives us through the filter of the Bible, the Word of God, because what we know is, is that God's not the only one in the spiritual realm that's whispering, is He? There are demonic forces, there are evil forces in our world that are trying to speak messages into our lives. That's why you and I have to continue to study the Word and train our minds and transform our minds to know how to discern Uh, the whispers that are going on all around us. And since God often speaks through other people, that's why we regularly encourage each of you to be involved in what we call a smaller group or a tribe. Uh, We have a tribe menu out in the lobby, and if you'd wanna grab one of those menus, you can see all the different classes, groups, and tribes that are available to engage with. And for some of you, you're like, hey, man, I, I don't seem to ever have any stories about you know, God whispering to me through some person's words. And it could be that it's time to take a little time to engage with a a group of other believers who are trying to seek God. And it could be that God wants to speak to you through one of those believers, you know? 
And a lot of us spend a lot of time watching television and Netflix and stuff like that, and there's nothing wrong with entertainment. It's good. But if it's every night of our lives and we don't, can't at least take maybe one night during a season of time to be engaged with a group of other believers called a tribe, uh, then I don't think that we can expect to hear whispers from God, do you? We have to uh, carve out that time to be around other people who are God-centered in their lifestyle. Um, so um, when you hear those whispers, you have to discern if they're from God. And I think Batterson gives some good advice. He says, when a person comes to you with a whisper from God, you need to ask three questions. Uh, what's their character? Then uh, is their whisper consistent with the Bible? And then the third is, how deep is your relationship with the person? Because if you know a person, you've, been, you've got a deep relationship with them, you've been around them, you can know if they're prone to just speaking what their feelings are or just what they're thinking. You ever know someone that they just say whatever they're thinking in the moment, uh, and it's really not well thought through, <clears throat> and it's certainly not a word from God. And I remember years ago when my wife and I were dealing with infertility, and uh, we'd had a, a couple of miscarriages, and we really wanted to have children, and a woman in our church came to us and said she had a word from God or a whisper from God, that's what we're calling it during the series, and uh, she said, your wife's pregnant right now. Well, the fact was, my wife Jeannie was not pregnant right then, and if I would have known this woman more and uh, taken a little time to get to know her a little better, I would have realized that she's what I call a great nut cereal Christian, you know, flakes, fruits, and nuts. I mean, this is a nutty woman, and she had a high need for attention. And I would have realized that she oftentimes would just speak whatever she's feeling, and she wanted people to think she was a very spiritual person. So she would often speak things that were not really whispers from God, but she was just thinking it. But there are three types of whispers that we see in the New Testament epistles, and that would be word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and a prophetic word. Now, knowledge is basically just the acquisition of facts, but wisdom is what to do with those facts, how to apply them in the real world. So you can get the facts that uh, a little black animal that has a stripe down his or her back um, is a skunk. That's a fact, right? But wisdom tells you don't go up to the little black animal and try and pet it because if you try and pet it, you could end up smelling, you know, like the athletic sneakers of a teenage boy, right? So <clears throat> it, could be, it could be really bad for you. So that's the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. But the prophetic word is oftentimes a word or a whisper that we receive from God that is designed to strengthen us, encourage us comfort us, and oftentimes to redemptively correct us. Now, some people just love to correct other people, but a, a, a prophetic word is designed to correct us in a redeeming and a restoring kind of way. Now, I know what some of you are thinking because I thought the same thing when it comes to these whispers from God, and that is, really, really, could God like speak something to another person through me? I mean, Doug, are you proposing that as I walk with God, that I could get some kind of spiritual truth and speak it to another person. It would like be a whisper from God. Yes, that's absolutely what I'm suggesting today. And I know it sounds uh, kind of weird. I know that um, it sounds uh, kind of strange that we could actually, you know, it's audacious to think that we could speak something for God to another human. And that's why so many people in the Bible came up with all these excuses, just like you and I do, right? I mean, Jeremiah had the excuse, well, I could never speak for God because um, I'm too young. 
And then there would be Abraham who would have said, I can't speak for God because I'm too old. And then there's Moses who could have said, well, I can't speak for God because I've committed a crime. And then there's Timothy who would have said, I can't speak for God because I'm afraid. And that's why Paul had to tell him, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and discipline. See, that's why we said in our series declaration that we gotta hear the whispers and have the guts to respond to what God has whispered for us to say. Now, sometimes God whispers to us for us. Your word is not to speak to another person, but it's for your own life. But other times, God whispers to us for others, where we are to speak into someone else. So how do you do that, or how can you phrase it? Well, one has recommended that you could say, if 10 is a word from God, and one is just a word from me, maybe I just ate you know, a burrito supreme that day, then uh, this word is at about a seven. Or others would say, it appears that God is saying this for your life. So what you do when you phrase it that way is that you're, you're saying, hey, yes, I believe this is a word from God for you, but you're in a humble way, admitting your own frailty and uh, propensity to potentially uh, be in error there. So uh, have humility in the midst of trying to speak a word to God. Um, Now, when you get a whisper for another person, you have to discern if you're gonna speak it to them. Because every word that you have for another person doesn't need to be spoken to them. Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before the swine or you'll be trampled under men. And A lot of times, people aren't prepared or ready to receive a word or a whisper from God that you have for them. So one has said that the right word has to be spoken at the right time or it can have the wrong effect, see? And since God whispers through people, it shouldn't be a surprise that one of the metaphors that Jesus uses for God speaking today is the shepherd speaking to his or her sheep. Look at John 10, three. It says, the sheep recognize his voice and they come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. And if you go to the Middle East today, you'll see these young shepherds there tending to these flocks, and these teenage girls oftentimes will be leading these sheep all all over the countryside, long ways from home. And by the way, a lot of Middle Middle Eastern shepherds are teenage boys and teenage girls. I know that throws off our manger scenes, you know, during Christmas time, but um, we always typically have the older men with beards and all of that. Uh, Men should have beards. It's a godly thing and biblical, but um, a lot of the shepherds in the Bible were perhaps teenage girls like you see pictured here. And what'll happen is, is that they'll, uh, what would stress me out about it, they'll take their flocks, like five or six shepherds will bring their flocks of sheep to a stream to drink. And all the sheep will mix together. And I'd be stressed out that, you know, one of the other shepherds is going to snag my sheep, you know, and give me, you know, his buck teeth sheep or something like that, you know. It's like, uh, I want to keep my sheep and protect my sheep. But here's what I learned, is that those shepherd girls and young men, they can just gently call out their sheep and the, the sheep will separate themselves. They know their shepherd's voice and they'll come back, they'll separate themselves and come back to their own shepherd. And the good shepherds know 
each one of their sheep by name, and they'll know the cries of their own sheep. So think about that in light of my story. Let's go back to my story in just a bit, uh, because I was uh, getting a word from uh, the story of Elijah, go back from where you've come. And uh, I, I needed to know if this was a word from God for me. And at this time in my life, uh, the elders at City Church Bandera Road, which is the first city church, it was before downtown city church, uh, they asked me if I would come back into the ministry on staff at their church, if I would consider doing that. And now I wanted to, but there was a problem for them. They wanted to bring me back on their staff, but they had a $30,000 deficit in their budget, and there would be no hiring of new pastors with the $30,000 deficit. And so I was a little frustrated because I was volunteering to serve in the church, but I had to travel so much for my job that it made it very difficult for me to make the kind of impact that I wanted to there in that church. So one day on a break from work, I walked out to the parking garage where I was uh, at my office here in San Antonio, and I cried out to God, and I said, God, please get me back where I belong. Well, that same week, I got on a flight to travel to Houston or to uh, Cleveland for work. And when I got there, I checked my email in the office and I got an email from the senior leader at the Bandera Road City Church uh, that said, Doug, we just had an unusual gift given in the offering. And by the way, guess how, how much that gift was? It's $30,000. We want you to come back here in the ministry. So now I wanted to, and God miraculously provided for it, but I had to think, man, ministry's hard, I'm thinking to myself. And, you know, I've got a good job. I'm making a great living here. And not only that, but there's this other problem. I had a bonus coming to me, and I really wanted to get that bonus. I had worked hard for it. And so I really needed to know, am I really supposed to go back from where I've come? And I called up one of my wise counsel people, which was Jeannie's dad, my wife's dad, my father-in-law, who passed away this past year. The godly man, I'd watched his character for many years. And I'll never forget that phone conversation. I said, Pop, hey man, ministry's hard, and I'm gonna take your daughter back into the ministry, and I'm making a good living now, and everything's good. And he said, son, just in his gentle way, he said, son, go back and do your ministry. And to me, that was like hearing the very words of God. And I may have missed out on that bonus, but I'll tell you this, I got something far more valuable is I got an experience of the whisper of Almighty God, and I get the privilege each week of being your pastor, which I love doing. So thank God for the kindness and the gentleness in this whisper. And I want to ask you a question. Has God been whispering to you through a person? And do you have the guts to respond to that? Because for some of you, God has been whispering to you through a person that you're to believe and receive the gospel, to trust that when Jesus died on the cross for your sin, uh, that it paid for your sin so that you got a relationship with God. 
And for others of you, God has been whispering to you that it's time to end a relationship. A relationship is dragging you down spiritually. For others of you, God is whispering to you through a person to forgive someone so that you don't stay in like an emotional and spiritual prison cell. For others, it's to start serving in Kid City uh, so that you can realize your destiny by serving kids and helping them understand biblical truth. For some, it's to start going to a tribe. A person has told you, hey, I think it's time for you to be in community. And you realize, I know, I need to. And there's never a good time to start, is there? But maybe now's the time to start going to a tribe and growing spiritually. And some, some others of you are being whispered to by the Holy Spirit of God through a person that it's time to lead a tribe because you know that you've grown spiritually and God hasn't given you the spiritual maturity that you have right now just to keep it to yourself and it's time to step out and lead something. Some others are being whispered to through a person to leave your addiction behind and the people are telling you, maybe multiple people are telling you, hey, this, this addiction is gonna destroy your life and it's like, hey, it may not be easy and we acknowledge that God may not just snap his fingers and zap you into freedom from that addiction and you may relapse and fall down and have to get back up and you're gonna have to go through the hard work and process of getting free of that dysfunction, but it's time to start now. You know, there's a dear sister in our church named Tekoa that received a whisper from God, and it was from another person on a small piece of paper. She held on to that, and that little piece of paper that had a whisper from God came from a very unlikely Source. So we wanted to show you Tacoa's story today by way of video. Take a look. My name is Tacoa Roberts and I'm from Ashland, Kentucky. I went through a lot um, growing up, including losing my mother and my kid's father to an overdose. And I struggled with addiction myself for a lot of years. I had originally came here to go to rehab and they wouldn't accept me. They said you had to be a resident of the state for eight months to get into rehab in the state of Texas. And I was devastated because that's what I had came here for was to get my life together. My addictions and my issues became bigger than they ever had. And everything in my life completely spiraled out of control. I felt like a computer with all the wires in the wrong places. And I didn't know how to make that jump from where I was to where I knew God was trying to take me. I got arrested. That may seem like a bad thing, but it was a really, really good thing for me. The officer that arrested me uh, invited me to City Church. He wrote the address and the pastor's name on a piece of paper and gave it to me. And I kept that piece of paper that he would, had written for me with the address. I was in there for 50 days and when I would feel like giving up or um, when I would feel alone, I would read that piece of paper and I would know that God was with me and that he had a plan for my life and that, that he hadn't given up on me. And so I made a promise to him and to myself that when I got out that I would come to City Church and I would do everything I could to serve Him. And so when I got out, uh, this is the first place I came was City Church. I went to a shelter and um, 
I got a job downtown on the Riverwalk waitressing, which I prayed my way into, uh, walked in the door, they hired me, um, I became a manager there. I wanted to get baptized now because this is the first time in my life that I had surrendered everything to God and I just wanted to do an outward expression of what was happening on the inside. If Officer Joey Garena would happen to watch this, I would just like to say thank you for obeying the Holy Spirit and stepping out on faith and caring about a girl and giving her hope that helped her to hang on. Thank you so much. My name is Takoa and this is my story. Yeah. So Takoa is actually attending in this service. Takoa, would you mind just stand up real quick? Your church family wants to encourage you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and Sister Girl, I want to share something with you. Um, and I want to share something with the rest of you guys about you. You know, her story has even changed since that video. And now Takoa is serving at Strong Foundation Ministry for Homeless Families helping folks get out of addictions, and she's making a huge impact now. And Takoa, here's why. Because you received a whisper, and you had the guts to respond. So thank God for you, sister girl, and we couldn't be prouder of you. Yeah. You know, I think we received some encouragement from Hebrews. Look at chapter 3, verse 7. It says, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. And look, some of you that know the Lord and know better are stiff-arming him because he's whispering to you gently through the circumstances of your life. He's gently whispering to you to move in a certain direction and to obey him. And don't harden your heart towards him because see, the longer we just store up knowledge of God without obeying God, our hearts grow harder. So let's keep soft hearts before the Lord. And some of you who have had many, many opportunities to receive a relationship with God through Christ, you've continually stiff-armed him too. That's hardening your heart. God gives you a window of opportunity with which to respond when you hear those whispers to uh, join him in love relationship. And you've had relatives and pastors and other believers, some of you, uh, share the gospel with you, and today is the time to respond. Don't harden your hearts. So let's bow for prayer, and as we bow before the Lord, perhaps someone would like to begin a relationship with Christ and just simply talk to him in your own heart. You don't have to say it out loud, but just say, look, God, I realize and acknowledge that I've sinned, and right now, the best I get it and understand and know how, I'm choosing in my heart to believe that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died there to pay the penalty for my sin. And so, God, I'm choosing to welcome you into my life. God, I thank you for those that just prayed that just now in these holy moments. I thank you for those that prayed it in uh, other services today. And those of us that know you, Lord, all across this room, all across uh, these, these services, believers as well are hearing whispers from you of relationships to restore and ways to engage in service and to give to certain people who are in need to mend relationships and start serving you. 
And God, we want to be a people who have the guts to respond to those whispers. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.